Oh, hey, y'all. So, are you ready to soar? Well, perfect. Here's your moment. Welcome to The Soaring Star, where each episode will discuss a different life topic to help all the stars out there, aka the amazing people who are changing the world, to soar even higher. My name is Patrick, and I'm just so excited that you're here. Someone better call NASA, because the sky is about to get a lot more fabulous with all these stars. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Soaring Star. I am so fortunate to be joined by another fabulous guest. I've had so many amazing, fun, super cool guests recently. Um, and it is, I'm joined today by my friend, Patrick Koshwa. We literally have the same name. How funny is that? Hi, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's like gosh. literally seeing double. It's like literally just like I know the P squared. It's Patrick like squared. Or some kind of chemical element coming together <laughs> or something. <laughs> Honey, that's the only element that matters. Yes, it's that's like the right. whole periodic table. Like, <laughs> Don't know the rest of it, but we know P squared. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly that's perfect. Yes. I'm glad to be here. That is oh my god, that is so sweet. Well, Patrick is here today with me in Indy. We've had a really cute and fun day just like exploring went to brunch like spilling all kinds of tea no i literally spent like a hundred dollars at this one super gay store <laughs> and you know my checking account <laughs> might be a little bit broken at the moment but hey but it was worth it because everything he got was so cute and it was the cutest store i've like literally, ever been to the so, like store. it was we needed like a retail therapy moment it was so fabulous i was obsessed and then we had our cocktails we had a little brunch and We've just been preparing for today's podcast episode. Yes. So I like literally when I was like started this podcast, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, Patrick, you have to come on this podcast for something. We have so much to talk. Like literally this, this episode could be like three and a half days. Like literally with just yes. like the way that we like just get going. And I was thinking about what a good topic would be for us. And I immediately thought of authenticity because I think Patrick and I both have really just been on a journey to find ourselves and kind of discover that authenticity and people tell both of us like oh both of you are so authentic like how do you do it and we're here today to discuss that to really just unpack that and it's so important yes it is so important and it's very easy to spot someone when they're not being authentic and life is just so much better when you're being yourself it really Amen. is it really is preach it sis <laughs> right <laughs> literally getting on my podium yes um, but yeah, so both of us are gay in the LGBT community, and we really just wanted to share our stories today and kind of reflect on how that has just impacted us and allowed us to discover ourselves. So um, I will let Patrick share his story first. Okay, so it's been, I guess I've been out, technically out of the closet, I guess that's what they coined the term, yeah. for about five years now um i came out my senior year of high school it was in the fall semester and i remember it i didn't even say point blank i'm gay i just said oh yeah i'm talking to this cute boy and yeah. just walking down the hallways at school with my friend and then i slowly started to come out to more closer friends and just tell them yeah i'm gay like this is who i am you know things like that yeah and it was really weird, like, 
my mom somehow found out about it and we ended up going to lunch one day and basically dismissed it. And that was, I mean, at the time I was going through a lot already. I was in a bunch of shows and I was playing tennis. So, you know, me personally and being gay or coming out wasn't at the forefront and I didn't really think about it a whole lot. So things kept building up and some of the things she said to me at that lunch was kind of tough. Like, Um, but I was able to push through it and made it through my senior year. You know, we went to high school together. That was so much fun. I should have like prefaced with that. We've known each other for a very long time. We actually grew up playing tennis together, which was a whole thing in itself. So thank God we We have dealt with the hoes and back. (laughs) (laughs) We have dealt with literally craziness, but like, here we are today. You want to talk about Pete Karen's? The tennis moms, like oh yes. my god, the tennis moms were next level. But, like, but yeah. Anyways, we were some tennis queens. We really were serving Serena and Venus, but <laughs> <laughs> no, we wish. But yeah, so we were in tennis together. We finished our senior year season, and by that point, I was really comfortable with who I was. Good. I was going to gay bars. If any of you all have been to play Louisville, it's the mecca of queer (laughs) no it's it's literally my favorite gay bar they have the best drag shows and i went there for my 18th birthday with my friend Kristen, and we were just you know being messy like hoes are and yeah so i started going to gay bars and i started dressing a lot more flamboyant and wearing crop tops and you know ripped jorts and jeans and you know all the h&m attire cute clothes (laughs) cute clothes honey drag on a dime honey yes (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah, so I started really expressing myself a lot more to everyone, and all of my friends pretty much knew I was gay, but I hadn't ever really come out to my parents, and that was something that was really weighing on me, because I always want to be authentic in myself, and I, at a point in time, I definitely felt that I couldn't be me around my parents, and I you know, had gone to this music festival called Forecastle, And um, I had been wearing all sorts of, you know, temporary tattoos and my crop top and (laughs) glitter. Looking glam. Looking glam. You know, per usual. And obviously I'm going to go sport the pics on Instagram and my homegirls are posting pics on Facebook. So of course my mom and dad and grandparents are going to see it and whatnot. And earlier I had gotten in a tissue with my mom because she didn't like some of the decisions I had been making in my life and didn't like the path I was leading and she didn't want me going to gay bars and she didn't think this was really me. And a lot of the time she thought it was for attention and she almost blamed herself a lot because I was raised in the arts and she kind of thought that she was pushing me to be gay or she was the one that made me gay. And I was like, no girl, like this This is who I am. This is who I am. And so after forecastle i my dad said something to me like you should watch what you're wearing like in case if your grandparents or something are gonna see and that just i think was the final chord for me and i've dealt with a lot of self-harm issues in my life but when i got to that point whatever reason that would just kind of made me you know feel really upset because I was coming off a weekend where I wasn't really sleeping a lot and I was drinking and, you know, living my life. And I just, you know, 
got in a rough mindset and had to call on some friends to come and get me. And I ended up going to a mental hospital for a couple of nights. Mm-hmm. And it was a big eye-opening experience for me and something that I would never want to go to and do and or be in again. I all, Honestly, my experience was that it was worse than like anything else like it made me more depressed being there and i think it just reminded me like i don't ever want to get to this point i don't want to you know think before i act and i everything needs to come more natural so i made it out of there and then i basically went off to college and met a bunch of great friends who really supported me and stood by me and helped me find that authenticity in myself and realize that i am who i am for a reason and i i really do think that a lot that i was born gay because I w- that, that's my path. I, that's yeah. my truth. I yeah. genuinely think I've come to this earth to shed a light on the beauty of homosexuality and to really stop a lot of just very bad stereotypes that come with the gay community. And that's why I always try and be myself and be myself and also kind to everyone because I'm representing my own community and that's so important to me and being myself and being a good representation for the LGBTQ plus community. So I'm like, yes, honey. Yes. But yeah, so that's what happened. And I'm very grateful that my parents and I have come so far and I feel so much more comfortable being myself you know, it's not like I'm bringing a boy home. I mean, I'm dry as the Sahara, but <laughs> that's like not true. That's just like a lie. Like he's lying. No, I'm I'm a little dry right now. I don't know how y'all are feeling up in quarantine, but but no, I. It's not like I'm ever bringing a boy home. So for me, it's not something I. I don't know if you feel the same way about this. It's just that I don't need to say and come out to everyone yeah. in my family. I don't need to like. I still am who I am. Like I've brought up drag queens around my family. I talk about gay icons. Sure. You know, I talk about the things that inspire me and I've talked about how I'm writing a play about conversion therapy. So it's like, they know, and yeah. I, I'm expressive of that. And for me, I don't need to just come out to them because that's just really exhausting. It is. It's a really, it's a difficult conversation. That's just, it can be very draining to do time and time again. So yeah. Oh my gosh, Patrick, thank you so much for sharing that. That was very brave. And I just really, I know that that story is really going to resonate with people. And I, you just had such an amazing journey and you've just grown and you've just become like, I'm just like so proud. I'm like crying right now. I'm like seriously sobbing, but like, Aww. I'm just like, I'm just like so proud to know you. Cause like, you're just like such an incredible person. Who's just like, who's just like always just like, just stayed so optimistic and has just like persevered and just, and always so got to keep trucking. That's what always, I always think, you know, yeah. you don't forget the past, but y- you learn from it and it, it makes you stronger. Like, I mean, Miss Kelly Clarkson, what doesn't kill you, honey? That's right, baby. So you just uh-huh. got to get that little slugger upright and bat away <laughs> all the hoes and the homophobes that come your way. <laughs> Oh, honey, we need a big bat for that. Oh, I know. We we need the bat that's in front of the Louisville Slugger Museum. (laughs) That huge ass bat that's like literally takes up like half of downtown. Oh, my gosh. We'd be crushing them all. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That was like really, that was really beautiful. Of course. And yeah, it's it's definitely been, definitely been a journey. Yeah, I am so glad I could come on to your podcast and talk about my story and 
I hope I can be a good advocate to for the community and shed light on some very traumatizing topics that is good for a lot of people to hear. And I know you've been through similar journeys and I think the viewers would love to hear more about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, I definitely have been on a journey as well. I think everyone's journey to finding themselves just looks so different, whether it's coming out of the closet and that journey, or whether it's just finding out who you are and what you're really passionate about. I mean, it definitely is different for everyone, but I think when I think of authenticity, I, I definitely think of my coming out journey too. That's just been so pivotal for me. I throughout high school was very in the closet. (laughs) I was like literally hiding behind like six racks of clothes. Like, Literally, it was like it was like the wardrobe from Narnia. We talked about this before. Oh my gosh! It was like- <laughs> we opened up the door into the beautiful wonders of the gay world. Like- <laughs> oh, but honey, I was hiding like literally at the back of Narnia, like so far away from the closet door. Like literally, it's the wardrobe. Nobody could find you, honey. <laughs> I was lost in there. Um, and I think I think part of that is like maybe the way I was raised, maybe society, maybe just like my own like limitations and barriers that I had put on myself. Um, I think it was really just kind of a combination of things, but I guess I didn't really feel comfortable with like that aspect of my life until college. And really one, one area that I really found myself in was, so I was a tour guide in college. Um, and I remember like, the very first tours I was giving to families, I was really nervous because I was like, oh my gosh, like here I am leading this group of people around. I'm like, I was like, oh my gosh, I just like, I want to be myself. And I was like, what if they judge me? And then I was like, you know what? I was like, forget it. I was like, forget it. I was like, this is my stage. I was like, I'm like in the lead role right now. This and nobody is my, can take that away from you. No one can take that away. This is my, this is the audience. And I'm going to come out here and I'm just going to, just like show I'm going to do this job and I'm just going to be myself. And I like, if you know me, you know, I love have a million weird dramatic stories and I tell them very actually and very flamboyantly. And that's exactly what I did on the tours. And I was just telling them, I was just being myself. I was being extra. I was being flamboyant. I was being gay. And it was like, honestly, really beautiful because for so long I had felt like people were just going to judge that aspect of my life. And I felt like, I feel like before I had always like, I just taken on different identities. Like if I was talking to someone, I would be who they wanted me to be. And I was just, I was wearing all these different hats and I was just like, no, 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 no. I was like, that's just not how life works. Like that's not how life works. And something I told myself too, when I was giving the tours, I was like, you know what? If these people don't like me, I'm like, I'm never going to see them again. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it was honestly just so beautiful because people were like, oh my gosh, like that was such a fun tour. Like you are just like this storyteller and you just like connect to people. And I was just like, that to me was really empowering because I was just like, okay, I'm being myself and people appreciate that. And that was definitely like a big stepping stone in my journey. Mm -hmm. Um, The very first time that I definitely still had like internal like strife. I was still like, I don't even know the right word for it, but I was definitely still just like, searching for like the confidence to like come out. And the very first person that I ever told was my friend Claire. And similar to you, I didn't use the word gay. I literally was like, we're like sitting at this bar. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of scared of the word. Honestly. I was so scared because it puts you, it definitely, it puts a label. You put a label on yourself and it's kind of like categorizing yourself. And I think like, I don't know if it was like stigma around it or what, like it was just like, I, 
I didn't want to say it. Yeah, and I know a lot of pe- other people who don't want to come out because they don't want the label either because yeah. they know the stereotypes so they're going to be attached to it. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely a big challenge. So we were just like sitting at this like really like canceled bar at our school, oh and I like I'm like honestly so upset that this is where it happened. I'm like literally, and honestly, I didn't even remember that I like that this is where it happened until like a year later, and I think I just like blacked out of my mind and could have been blacked out that night too that's always a possibility <laughs> but i just told my friend claire we were like literally staring at this boy and i was like oh my god he's so cute and that was the very first time that i had ever like said that and then like i don't know we just like talked about it a little bit more but i i, I still didn't use the word gay i still was just kind of like glossing over that and then that was like my sophomore year and then really my whole junior year, i feel like i kind of like just really like ignored it and just kind of like push it off to the side and it was just like awkward because it was like I knew it was there I wasn't doing anything about it everyone else kind of knew it was there and it was my summer going into my senior year I was interning in a different city that I had never been before and I didn't really know a lot of people there and if you ever get the chance to move to a new city and start over where you necessarily don't necessarily know anyone a city you've never really spent a lot of time in do it it is mm-hmm. honestly such an amazing experience. It's really, it's challenging and it's hard, but you learn so much about yourself from that experience. So much self-reflecting. Yeah, because that's all, because all you have is yourself. So you got to be strong. You got to grow. And when you, nobody knows who you are, you can you just can be come anyone. out and be anyone. Right. You don't have like those like past people that know a certain version of right. you. You can be literally anyone and it's so beautiful. You can just be yourself with no like past like baggage or anything. And that summer, I, like, literally made a commitment to myself. I was like, all right, I'm coming out. I was like, this is who I am. I'm going to be more open about it because literally life is short. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, I'm, like, I'm tired of this. I'm so tired. And going into my senior year, I just felt so much more comfortable. I was, like, talking to my friends about guys. I was, like, literally, Patrick and I love The Real Housewives. We could, like, (laughs) literally do, like, we could do a whole, like, podcast on The Real Housewives. Literally, I bought housewives bingo cards if that tells you anything about our housewives i have coloring book pages of erica jane and lisa vanderpuff queens queens literally queens we were literally at this bar this one time and this woman was like she was like do you want to do like like a trivia night for housewives she's like y'all seem like it would be great people to lead it and we were like yeah okay we were like okay girl we're like this hetero bar no (laughs) we're like maybe not this bar but like at another bar like sure like that's just like we're like so obsessed we're such stands um yeah so i just like felt so much more comfortable like talking about that my school had like these little like drag nights that were held every now and then i just like felt comfortable going to those and just like really just like being myself and i just felt like i could take off all those hats that i was wearing i could just like i could just be me and it's so honey let that hair out (laughs) like let it go for all the listeners patrick has amazing hair like he literally no he has like this like Sean Mendes, Harry Styles hair going on, and it looks oh so good. My like literal bird. Um, it's facts. I have like a literal bird that's going on. So like literally, there's probably like a hen that's like in my <laughs> no. like up in my hair. There's like a little robin like laying her eggs. Like, oh my gosh, it's no. fine. It's so you're fine. You're so sweet. Um, yeah, but it's it's just so interesting. It's like we think that people are gonna judge us, and we think that people are gonna like put these labels and these stereotypes on us for like being who we are. But people love us for who we are. Mm-hmm. People love us for those quirks. And once I did come out and I started like telling my friends and just being more open about it, my friends loved me even more. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, and because they feel so much more connected with you now, right? Because you're being yourself. You're being authentic. authentic. Right. Authentic. There, <laughs> there we go. There it is. 
and it really just does create like this just this whole other level of comfort and i was like so worried i was gonna lose friends i was like oh no like people are gonna think that this is like i'm too much for them or like oh maybe they're not comfortable with that whatever i didn't lose any friends if anything i gained so many friends and there might be like one or two people who i feel like maybe i've like distance who i've like gotten distance from and honestly those people are relevant af Dude. like literally those people were not people i was meant to be friends you, with then that just shows their true colors that shows their true colors and those are some nasty ass colors those are like literally like oh honey that's, that's like a blue lives matter flag or something uh, yeah like, right uh, that's just not a color we need in our lives no. right so yeah that's really been my journey i'm so proud of you pat that's so brave of you to come out and just i'm glad we we're able to come on this public forum to really speak out on our struggles because it's something the world needs to hear oh my god thank you i've like it's definitely something that i was more private about but now that i've come out i just like i want to be an open book and just like an open book about everything like literally on instagram recently i did like a vlog about like my recent dates and i was like that's something that six months ago i would never have even like thought to do or had the confidence to do and like here i am like literally thinking i'm like a vlogger, like some kind of like famous YouTuber, like literally just like telling everyone. Oh, you are, honey. We're living for the content. (laughs) Yes, every time. Oh my God, you're too No, seriously, if y'all haven't seen his vlogs, they're the best (laughs) things. Like I listen to every single one all the way through. It's the best. It's definitely me oversharing, but like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna put it out there for the world. I'm gonna put it out there for the world. And that's being authentic. You're sharing. And it's, it's very powerful to, and I've, notice that we were talking about this earlier that literally like i feel that i can say something to someone like that i don't even know like they're my friend or one of my best friends which i guess is something you should be a little more sheltered with at times depending on the situation but i definitely think it's good to be open at least with your interests and your hobbies towards people you meet at work or in your everyday life because that brings connections and develops that strong sense of person sure yeah so i think for a while i i was definitely just like very like skeptical about like what people were going to think of me but something that i've like i've noticed about myself is that i always treat people as if we're already friends like i i think that like i'm just able to remove like kind of like that like barrier kind of like that ice that like when you first meet people like I feel like I we don't just, even need an icebreaker game. Oh, we don't need an icebreaker game. We literally have like we're just over here, like t- we're like a glacier. We're, we're bringing just... the Volvo Slugger back, and we're just bang, bang, bang. <laughs> oh, no. We're just like literally melting that ice, like literally. We're so hot, hot we, girls. Um, hot girl summer, right mm. here, right here. But I think that like literally, we just whether or not you're gay, straight. I think literally just go into conversations, just telling yourself that people like aren't judging you like we're so worried that like people are gonna judge us for like being our true selves but like no one really cares at the end of the day and it's like nobody's thinking about you no one's really thinking like that it's It's like you think you say something little or that might be stuck in your head that you think oh my god i was such a bitch or oh my gosh i was really rude in that instance but i can guarantee you most people the conversations you have with them the little details they're not really uh-huh. gonna remember they're not gonna remember i mean anything. they might know the big concept remember like what we talked about and how that affected you but it's not like they're getting down to the nitty-gritty they ain't taking notes of everything, everything you said, you said. right no. right 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 now this ain't no like sigmund freud or something <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um and it's you know and we were talking about this earlier but it's the same thing with social media 
It's the mm-hmm. same exact thing because people like spend all this time curating their feeds and just thinking like, oh my gosh, what are people going to say if I don't post this or I do post this? Honey, social media is your platform. Let it go. It like, is your page. It is your chance to show the world who you are. Literally. Like, we should not just be posting something because it's trendy or it's because what other people are going to want to see. Like, literally, post the content that makes you happy. It does not matter. And honestly, we have both learned so much about some of our friends from social media. Oh, yeah. Because, like, especially, like, especially people you work with, too, like, that's a really great way to kind of see like who they really are. Cause in the workplace, you've got your professional relationship, mm-hmm. but on social media, you're able to see what are people's true passions and hobbies and their interests. You can see it all right there. And I've learned about people's just like really different things about their experiences that you wouldn't get to know from just like kind of like those day to day interactions with people. I mean, uh, half of the freaking NKU community knows me from the loud gay man on Twitter. <laughs> so, I mean, is that your Twitter name? That's my Twitter name. And I, I'm just loud. I took it because somebody was apparently saying and referring to me as the loud gay man. And that's um, what I think is fun about your haters. Yeah. Is you just use them to fuel you up and yeah. get get your gas tank up, honey. <laughs> You're right. Like boom, a, boom. It's up. like Shell Oil over here. It's like <laughs> literally we're filling up those tanks at the Shell station. Yeah, and then you're ready to get the ammo out, and you got all the content now that you're ready to just post it anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> yes, queen. Because you're ready to just let the floodgates go. Yeah. Who really cares? Yeah. I'd rather people hated me for that, or not even hated me, but like go ahead and hate me. And don't talk to me. Goodbye. But the people that really ride with me and love me, they will boost me up. They'll text me like, I love you, Pat. Like, I love your Twitter. Like, or whatever. Yeah, they will. And just like your vlogs. I mean, if people want to say, oh, they're so long. Oh, I don't want to hear all this. Who cares? Right. It's like, honey, you you. know where the door is. You know where the door is. I will hold it open for you and watch you go and lose no sleep over it. And honey, it's It's getting locked up too. (laughs) You're not getting back in. (laughs) Yeah, we're throwing that key away. So honestly, I think if I do have one piece of biggest advice for authenticity, I think social media is a really great place to start. Just literally showing the world Mm -hmm. who you are because we're not... You know, and think about our parents. They weren't able to do that. No. You know, like their generation was not able to do that. Like they didn't have that space where they could go and just show the world who they are. How exactly. Powerful, how powerful is that And you can about? keep up with people that you don't yep. even, you don't, haven't seen in forever. Unlike, yep. you know, our parents who, if you didn't call them up, you weren't going to yeah. see what they were doing or right. how their life was going. And now how like, it's just so beautiful that we have this whole platform that the entire world can literally find us and see us and just see who we really are. Exactly. And not not be misunderstood. And I think that's why there's so much tumult and so much so many differing opinions now and they're all to the forefront because you see it all on Twitter. You see it all on yeah. Instagram. And that's why there's so many more debates and right. conflicts between I think family members and friends. Right. Because it's all out there, which is great. I mean, I wish that we had this when we were younger. Like I didn't, when I first grew up, like before I had a phone or anything, I, we, I mean, both Patrick and I grew up in a Catholic household. We went to Catholic school, nothing against that, but they didn't teach sex education. Our school taught abstinence. They literally said you won't be having sex because because God will disapprove. And it's like, um, honey, it's like, Jesus, forgive me. I'm a thought. (laughs) Like, (laughs) please. Like, I'll just go ahead and pray because, you know. But there ain't no praying the gay away. Let's just say that. (laughs) No, No, there really isn't. No. But like, seriously, though, I, 
they don't teach you about queer culture either. There's no, no history books about the Stonewall riots. There's, I mean, we were thinking about this earlier. Like, what gay movies can we think of off the top of our we heads? That we one really movie. We had to like literally like, like call me by your name. Yeah, like, that what, was like literally what, the one. What, what else do we have to hold our heads on? Yeah, yeah. And Love Simon. I mean, there's some other good queer movies, but but I, yeah, it's like I have not even seen those, and like they're not even. You know, they're not even, like, that mainstream. No. You know? Exactly. It's, like, it's sad. And you read a book that really was eye-opening for you. Yeah. I mean, I read this book. It's called Where the Boys Are. I don't even remember who it's by. But I read it my senior year of high school. I don't even know where I found it. But it it just came (laughs) upon me. It fell out of the sky. It was magic. Yes. But I started reading it, and it's all about gay culture and kind of the 80s 90s and that party circuit world where you know these gays literally hop from miami to dallas to la to new york to all these big parties and it was all about the aids epidemic too and it really was eye-opening for me and when i that was when i first come out and i wasn't as educated on the gay culture i was like is this what my life is going to succumb to like am i going to get aids like is this going to be something that I've hated on for. And a lot of the book was big on physicality of gay men and how you should be ripped. You should be masculine. You should be this and that. Like there's no one way that you should be. Exactly. And it's, but for some reason people in our community only want the stereotypical boy. They want that masculine guy. I was like, so you don't want me to be straight but you don't want me to be a raging femme? Like, what? what's right. the... I That's can't... why we just got to be ourselves. Exactly. Because there's always going to be people who don't like you. The naysayers. There's always going to be those people. So you know what? Whether you're being yourself or you're not. So you might as well just go ahead and be happy and be yourself. Exactly. Don't worry about what you're looking like in the mirror. I mean, I the only thing I look at when I'm in the mirror is what I have on. Mood. Because my clothes Mood. are an extension of me. And... I want to walk in somewhere and feel like the clothes are almost streaming off of my body because they feel so much like me. It's like, I take it off, but do I really like, no, that crop top is staying with me forever. (laughs) Hunty. Like, yes. Yeah. It's, it's self-expression. Self-expression is so important. Yeah. No matter what it is. I mean, even if I don't agree with gun toting or that may not be my thing, if you really are about that and are safe about it, you know what? Yeah. More power to you, I guess. Yeah. And you should always feel confident and comfortable in being yourself and expressing your interests. Amen. And you shouldn't have to worry about being a certain figure or being too masculine or feminine. Like, right. That's why I've been really feeling the whole gender non-binary thing recently is because I'm feeling pretty ambiguous with who I am and I don't want to label myself. Sure. I consider myself a gay man, but I, I call myself girl. I am sure. feminine. I wear wigs. I wear makeup. I mean, it's gender is just such a you know vast array of things. And why would you want to just put yourself limit, in a box right. and limit yourself? That's really true. That's really really true. Wow. Oh my gosh, loving this. Um, and kind of building off that, one other thing that we wanted to talk about today was those times where it feels hard to be authentic or mm-hmm. it feels hard to be yourself for, for whatever reason. And I know for me personally, I, where I struggle with being authentic is a lot of times around other guys mm-hmm. around 
straight men. Well, I think we both have dealt with like straight men bullying and yep. it kind of is just embedded in you. It's like definitely, and in part, you know, part of it is just like literally it's from our past. It's wounds. Right. It's wounds that really have not healed. And I think it's our, it's our own way of just kind of looking out for ourselves. But like, I'm just going to go ahead and be vulnerable. Like one thing that like I do is I will literally deepen my voice when I'm talking to Ugh. Certain men. I'm sorry, because baby. that's you okay. Never that's, feel I know. That way. I know. It's but, okay. Though. Well, that's I mean, part of it. Is my own doing. It's right. my own doing. Like no one's making me do that. I'm doing that to protect myself. And it, it's still, it's, it is kind of that, that fear of judgment. And like, it's definitely going no, to be scared. It is scary, scary because yeah, it's like you don't know how someone's going to react or like it's just like you don't want to deal with those comments all the time. And like, of course, you just got to ignore those. But I definitely, I've realized that like our self worth and validation does not come from people like that. Our self-worth and validation is going to come from A, ourselves, and B, from our like close network That's right. of supporters, of families, of our in our families, and our friends. Yeah. And that is that is the people who care about us and who love us for who we are. Right. That's where we should be seeking validation. Exactly. We shouldn't be seeking it from some random ass man that I'm like trying to like deepen my That's voice right. for because I'm no. scared of judgment. It's not gonna come from that. It's not going to come from that. So it's just like, why? Uh, it's like, I probably will never see you again. Right. Right. And if you go talk about my back and call me a slur or whatever, go right ahead. It right. Just fuel my fire more. Right. Fuel it up, honey. Honestly, right. I'm like, I'm not losing any And we were talking it. about this earlier too, about, you know, the going out check and yeah. just like, you really learn a lot about people when you're going out to a bar, you're out on a girl's night or whatever. And or you're even out at dinner and you, you just know your loyalties. Like when you're in a big social group of people and you think you're coming with your best friend, but that best friend doesn't talk to you the whole night because they're so consumed with, you know, a, being a people pleaser and going and befriending everybody else, mm -hmm. but don't want to give you the time of day because mm -hmm. they just think, Oh yeah, Pat's my friend. Yeah. Like I'm, it doesn't uh, matter how I treat him. They're running He's around like always going to come back and be my friend. Like, no, oh, no, no, no. They're running no, around no, like no. a little fly, a little mosquito Honey. Going, just running around. Oh, and it's we like... got that fly swatter and we're just hitting them and hitting <gasps> them and hitting or them. Or the little slugger bat. Yes. <laughs> but I just, you really do learn a lot about that. And it's yeah. powerful that, yeah, you want to have as many friends as you can. You want to reach out to people and, you know, open up your horizons. But it's also powerful to have a few close friends that you really can call on and can be your ride or die every day. And it's all about putting your energy into those people and the people that build you up as opposed to people who won't stand up for you, won't have your back. Sure. You're out drunk and you'll help them when they're drunk, but sure. they won't give you the same feeling in return. Yep. That's a double standard right there. And relationships are a two-way street. I know it's very cliche. But, oh, honey, that's no cliche because that's just straight facts. But it's very true that the person who cares the least has the most power. Yeah. And, you know, it's sad but true because you keep putting effort into something that may not be coming back. And they have the power because they can just say, oh, no, whatever, because they don't really care about the friendship. They sure. don't have any deep connections and, you know, feelings. So they can, they, they can cut you off easily, which is sad. But it, it's good to then see, okay, yeah, this person isn't really reciprocating the same way, I, same thing I'm putting out. Sure. So I should just take my energy and put it into people into something meaningful meaningful honey we're not gonna it's like it's like it's like um 
It's like gardening. It's like, we're not going to be over here, like literally putting time and energy into a weed. No. You know, we're not going to be over here watering it and making sure the soil's right and making sure it's got sunlight. We have compassion for, for a the weed. weed. We have compassion. Right. But we need to be- We know to keep our, our distance. We are going to keep, we're just going to let the weed do its thing over on the side. Yes. She can just go and be herself on the side. We need to be putting our time Meanwhile, into the flowers. We are tending into the roses, a luxurious garden. A whole ass garden. Yes. A garden. Yes. 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 Uh, oh my God. That is so true. Um, another topic that I really wanted to bring up today that really just like strikes me, strikes me about authenticity is doing almost like feedback from like the people around you. Mm -hmm. So this was actually a realization I had this past school year. I was in my capstone and we did like feedback halfway through where everyone went around and like evaluated each other and just talked about and just gave comments on like how that person has been working in the group and like just kind of like their overall like performance and stuff. And it was like this really refreshing moment because the feedback that I got from everyone was all the exact same. And it was exactly how I perceive myself too. And that was a really like great feeling because my perception of myself matched up with how other people view me. Mm -hmm. And all those perceptions are the exact same too. Meaning that I'm not acting different to every person in my right. group. I'm just being like one holistic me. I'm just being authentic. I'm being me. And that was a really great thing. And I think a, a really a powerful authenticity check you can do for yourself is asking the people in your life, your loved ones, you know, what are your thoughts of me? Or if, you know, you don't want to do that. Just think to yourself, if I, if someone were to go up to all the people closest in my life and ask them, who really am I? What would they say? Right. And it's important too, I think, to maybe write down a couple of your yes. key values. What, what are your big characteristics that you see yourself as? Write those things down and then try and lead a life like that every day when you go out being yes. loving or compassionate or sincere or whatever yeah. you define yourself as. Honey, have that personal brand. That's have right. Have that personal brand. Right, baby. We love a strong brand. Like We don't want those hosts that are changing brands like a hot potato. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We need a solid, real, consistent brand. That's got some recognition yes. and some identity, which mm, it has some, a strong backbone, honey. Mm, right, right. We don't have time for people who are waking up every day deciding who they're going to be. No, 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 no. If you reach it into your file folder this of identity challenge, no, this no, ain't honey. improv. This ain't improv. <laughs> this is real life. Like, no, 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 no. Because life and authenticity should feel natural. Yeah. And if it doesn't feel natural, then. It, you should take a look inside and just be like, what can I do to feel more of myself? Right. And I think writing down those couple things to stick by and right. is important. And you should try, strive to carry out those values in any, you know, task sure. you undertake or any party you go to or anything like that. Sure. And another thing too, is just because it's working for someone around you, just because it's working for a friend or a family member, that doesn't mean we need to mimic those traits, mm -mm. you know? Because I feel like I've done that before where I'm like, oh, this person has such a good this trait. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try and like be that or I'm going to try to be more like that. No, 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 no. That's A, exhausting. B, it's just not going to work. No. Like literally just do that self-reflecting. 
know who you are, know your value proposition. Oh my God. I hate that. I just said that. <laughs> I hate that. I just use those words. Like literally this is what like, oh, this is what, it's <laughs> just what work is doing to me. Oh, I um, know. In corporate America, yeah. this is what it does to us. <laughs> like, <laughs> you start using the word value proposition on the podcast, but yes. it's fine. We love work. We love work. Um, yeah. So just like literally having those. And I, I love that. Just having like those identifiable words that people exactly. just like, people know you for, you know? And like, I feel like people, like people tell me, they're like, I know you for positivity. I know you for empathy. Like those are just kind of like mm-hmm. your words. And Patrick has his brand words that people just like always equate with him and always associate with right. him. Honestly, I associate authenticity with him. Because he is just like I just try to be authentic in everything I do and be real. I don't yeah. I don't I'm not cookie cutter. I don't mince my words. Yeah. Honey, those words are big and extra, just like me. <laughs> and they're big Keep and flammable. Keep, Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Hit them with the adjectives, honey. <laughs> yes. It's like mad libs. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, no. I think just always carrying yourself how you want to be. Yeah. Don't think about what other people are going to say. Because they will talk. Let them talk about it. When you out twerking at the party and everybody's seeing you shaking it, they wish they were you. They do. They wish that they had the confidence they wish they had that you ass that won't have. Quit. That's right, baby. <laughs> that won't stop, honey. Yeah. The Energizer Bunny that doesn't run out. <laughs> yes. So to wrap things up today, I know we've talked about a lot, but... Thank you so much for listening. One thing that I really wanted to share today is really just the power of all of our stories. And everyone out there has unique experiences and aspects of themselves that are just really so beautiful. And something that I've learned is that those stories are just telling those as stories has so much power. Like literally people tell me all the time, they're like, you just like sharing like, being yourself and just like sharing your own stories is having such an impact on me. And like, it's just so crazy to think about that. Like we can have that impact on other people and, and you control the power of your own story. You control that power. Exactly. And you don't know the impact you're going to have on anybody else. No, no. Like you could, especially recently in the times we've been going through about, you know, the black lives matter movement and, you know, fight for equality. And it's, when you talk about it, even though it's really traumatizing to bring back up and resurface, but talking about your stories of homo homophobia or racism or any type of, you know, hate that you've experienced in your life, it's important to put that out there because I have, I was in a fraternity in college and I had people who would come up to me and be like, I used to be super homophobic until I met you. And I realized that, like gay people are people and they should be yeah. loved and it's, you don't know the impact you could have on someone else. And even though that story is tough and I recently came out on Twitter and talked a lot about homophobic experiences I've had in that same fraternity. And I've had people come up to me and be like, yeah, this was so needed. Thank you so much for talking about this because it, you shed a light on things that some people were blinded to. But they had yeah. no idea was even going on right under their noses. Yeah. And it really stresses to them to step up and be an advocate, stand with us, as opposed to being a passive bystander or just being like, oh, I'm not into politics or politics are my thing. But no, it, it is your thing. because it's everyone's thing. Because that affects your life. 
Yes. And the way the your world around you works, your community, right. your, the U.S. and right. your world at large. Right. So never doubt or underestimate the power of your voice. So just, and I think, yeah, going on what we've seen, like, on Instagram, I mean, people are just sharing so many strong and powerful things that are really resonating with everyone. So just never, never doubt the impact that you're having simply by sharing your truth, your story, your or even resources, resources, put the resources out there, hunty. If you got to yes. hit them with the Gaga lyrics, you got to hit them with a bonus. Hit them, hit them, like, hit yes. them with it. Yeah. Because you know, even though you're knocking them up over the head, hopefully that is setting a precedent in their lives that this is not okay. Yep. The world we're living in today is not good. No, it's and not. And it's not inducive of positivity and authenticity for people of all colors, sexualities, genders. Yes. And you being, you know, supportive of your gay friends, your black friends and standing with them, posting things on Instagram in support of them. It makes them feel so much better about yes. their stories, that their stories are worth something and they're being heard. And that's something to take in mind too. If you're hearing stories, it's all just great to get out. Yep. Stories are so powerful. That's like literally when I started this podcast, I'm like, I don't have any like research or expertise or anything that mm -hmm. this podcast is going to be like. I ain't got a PhD. Oh, honey. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't got that. Um, so I was just like, well, you know what? One thing I do have is stories and I've got plenty of them. And I have a lot of friends who have amazing stories too, that I just really want to share. And yeah, so just keep sharing them. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun. This was such a cute episode. I've had the best time. I'm you so glad we were able to do this. I know, I know. Like, and I'm glad we were in person too, because it's just like, it's just fun. It's I know fun. we can really connect. And yeah. I hope that we were able to bring a strong message to your audience and, you know, Tell them that the story is important. Any story you hear, it should be heard. And yeah. any story you have, it should be told. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Oh my God, thanks so much for coming on. This is so ah, cute. This yes. is so cute. Well, I love you so much, Chica. I love you. You are the best. Um, Patrick's Instagram, if you want to follow him, and as well as his Twitter, um, what are those usernames? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at Pikash is the bomb. And then my Twitter username um, is at Pikash Dubom. Fabulous. The loud gay man, honey. Don't you forget <laughs> it. <laughs> I got a blow horn, baby. <laughs> and I'm blowing it away. Welcome to his TED Talk. He's on his podium. He's got his horn. Yes. He's going off. We love her. Yes. Oh my God. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, I don't know why you'd have any concerns. Like, God, the concern with us being too fabulous. Yeah, wow. that's really the only concern. Definitely let us know. Um, follow the Soaring Star on Instagram at the Soaring Star. And thanks so much for listening. You are fabulous. Keeping yourself, keeping authentic, shine those true colors. And if a bitch has anything to say about it, honey, watch them fall right back into the woodwork. They always do. Karma comes back right. and gets them. Comes right. She grabs them. Same. That always happens. So just keeping you, you're doing amazing. And we're both rooting for you and cheering you on. So. Bye. Take care.